All right. Hey, y'all. It is grab your wallet time. Uh, we've been having fun doing this show. We love you guys for supporting us. Those of you that don't support us, patreon.com is where you go give us the money to get us to these people or beers to these people so we can interview them. And John's got some t-shirts. So that's on stealthisbeer.com slash merch. Check that out. Either way, thanks for playing along. Can't believe we get away with this every week, Monday at five. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right. Hey, y'all. It's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. I'm John Hall, and I'm slightly disappointed. Antonio Brown did exactly what I was hoping to do on this show tonight. And since he did it first, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to walk off the field. Exactly. Are, are, exactly. Are That's why we're doing be... a vi- It's why we're doing a video show. So I could just strip and walk. Yeah. All right. Anyway, happy new year. Y'all. So happy new year. we actually have Patreons in the room, all of whom are muted to keep them quiet. But uh, this is something John, Justin, Cass, and I thought might be fun just to mix things up in the new year. Uh, we had our friends or these guys' friends. I don't know Matthew or Trevor from Old Irving yet, but Old you don't Irving know T Murder. I don't know T Murda, T Murda, um, yet. But this is our first meeting. But anyway, so these guys sent us beers, which all the patrons and all the thieves at home know happens every now and then. Uh, but mostly, it's like publicists and people we're not real interested in. But John, Justin, and Cass all had nice things to say about Old Irving, and I thought to mix things up in a new year and keep things kind of fun. These guys have heard the show, so they know what assholes John and I can be, and they sent us beer anyway. So we thought we'd invite them in to drink live with us. We are all going to taste the beers together. There's no black glass, even though for those of you that can see us on video, I am starting in my steal this beer black glass Tiku, which I can see through. Um, And then we'll move through them. Uh, Everything's on the up and up. These guys just sent us these beers. We all have them except for the fifth slot beer, which will be different. We're just going to talk about them. There's going to be a lot of what did you think you were doing here? Did you think you did it? Is this fun for you? And what we think. And just a little good repartee. We thought it'd be fun to invite Patreons in to watch it live and type questions. And if, you know, we run out of things to say, we'll Justin or Cass will read you guys out loud. And if this goes well and people like it, I don't think we change the show's format. It stays largely the same. But in situations like this, or in my dream, when some publicist traps a brewer into coming on in this situation, we will live it for you guys as an added bonus. And it, you know, and if it doesn't work at all, this will be a one-time event. The audio will go up Monday night at the normal time, and hopefully, this will be fun. So let me start with our accomplices du jour, Matt and Trevor from Matthew. Old Irving. Matthew, <laughs> I'm sorry, Matthew and T Murda. Uh, from Chicago, Illinois, the Irving district of Chicago. I learned I was in Chicago Thursday, hoping to drop in on you guys as a quick shot surprise before I drove little secret shopper, little secret shopper action, but three out of four tasting room employees had exposures and needed to take Friday, Saturday and Sunday off this week. So instead of saying Chicago and 
secret shopping old Irving. I jumped in my car, drove overnight home, and have been doing retail can sales for the last three days. So, hey, y'all, nice to join you late on a Sunday. Um, Paul, you got anything to add to what I said, or should we jump in? No, that dialogue? was in, in the history of, of long openings, that was one of them. Thanks, John. Hall. No, I uh, so I've been to Old Irving. I was there a couple of years ago. Uh, came in under the radar uh, with 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 some cousins uh, who who live in town, and so when they reached out, I was actually pretty stoked about this because I haven't had their beer since I was there in person all those years ago. So this was uh, you missed out on some 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 fun thanks to the plague, but we'll we'll get out there soon enough. Um, guys, being closed though. Uh, for a couple of days, uh, especially this week when it's not good to be closed. How, how's everybody doing? How's how did 21, uh, 2021 wind up for y'all? 2021 was actually pretty good for the most part. Uh, 2020 was obviously traumatizing and then kind of getting used to things in 2021. There was obviously a learning curve as we had more and more employees back. We're a brew pub, so we also have a restaurant attached as a couple of you know. Uh, so we have about 50 employees in total and everything was going peachy keen until uh, two weeks ago, actually. It was on a uh, Thursday. We had uh, one team member uh, test positive. And then on that Friday, uh, we got him tested. And then all of a sudden they kept popping up. So then we closed down for the weekend, closed down through Monday and Tuesday. And we said, you know what? These these tests aren't going to come back in time. So we we went all the way until uh, the day before Christmas or until Christmas Eve. And then we uh, we closed it. We closed it all the way through um, just trying to do the right thing, you know, yeah. uh, just trying to be as safe as possible. And, uh, you know, the uh, the vaccine mandate starts here soon in Chicago. We obviously jumped on that earlier because our team is important to us. And we want to make sure that we're, you know, it's like, it's like Swiss cheese. You stack the Swiss cheese on top of each other and the holes get smaller and the chances get less and less. And hopefully nobody gets sick. And I'm saying this to you uh, from quarantine because I have COVID <laughs> currently. And so does my wife it. and so does my baby. Yeah. Uh, from actually her job, which is uh, funny. Uh, it's everywhere. I mean, so. Uh, is she in a public facing role like you are or? No, she, uh, she works in real estate. Um, so. Yeah, that's what she does. Yep. She's uh she's she's the she's she's the breadwinner. Uh so yeah. Yeah, I, Bre- I brewing doesn't of, pay the bills. That that sounds weird. I know, right? Oh, Crazy. Right. <laughs> um yeah, I I had a similar situation and I hope the vaccine mandate rolls out well. But so there was like this 10 days in November where it was like, okay, it's gonna come together, enough people are vaccinated. New York is vaccine only. I did like three or four, you know, show your vaccine proof to get into the place events and still was, you know, felt safe or was in a mask when I wasn't and and kept away from everybody. And somehow at the like ninth day of that 10 day gap, they're like, oh, by the way, the vaccines were off after six months. You need a booster. And I tested positive on that day. And I was like, you motherfuckers. Like (laughs) there there was this this cloak. clean little window where i was like okay look at us and it's I, like oh no vaccine only parties we we can ask work. people who actually listen to the show but uh, uh trevor might actually be the first person who has told us they had covid while they were on the show <laughs> is that right yeah well, i mean you didn't talk about it when you had it that's probably true yeah definitely not but yeah. justin was justin not on the show when Justin? i think had i had it? it while i was on the show at least once okay yeah. all right guest 
Yes, okay, yes. I'm just gonna go but down. Do we know that other more. guests had it? And just no, we don't. Us, but like, but okay. I think we're at a point where people are much more comfortable saying that they had it. You go back a year ago, and you know people were hiding away and you know wearing their scarlet COVID letters. Um, I was not ashamed, John Hall. I was not ashamed. No, Justin no. owned it proudly, and I oh, was yeah. scared out of my mind. Justin you know, strutted in naked like Baby New Year. Days. Just uh, hey, everybody. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about the beers because we have five beers to taste. You know, that classic brewery serving size five. You guys sent us five, <laughs> five beers. pints. Um, it's what fits five, in the package. We're, we're overachievers. Pints. Um, I have mine organized as I was told to by Kennedy. So you guys tell me if you're okay with this being our sampling order for your party. But I've got Della followed by Life's Blood followed by Centennial followed by possibly the most exciting beer and probably why we're doing this. We've seen in a while, a smoked barley wine. Um, woo fucking who. This is, <laughs> this is, it, I, I feel like this is like the trolling to continue yeah. the, the not a feud with Alex kid. It's, it's <laughs> the merging of our worlds. It's the, it's, it's the cross swords of kid and hall. <laughs> um, and then last, so so I believe, I believe spot five is a wild card. And in that I have one called last hurrah. As and do since I. The last beer came in last. I, I thought you guys were calling me an idiot, but Justin said, that's not true. They're like that drunk <laughs> fuck won't know. So just give him the one called last to drink last. Is that an acceptable order for our drinking this evening, gentlemen? Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, I would just say that the last one uh, will be a little bit different for everyone. So just enjoy. And after you yeah. have the smoked barley wine, uh, it might go a little dark from there. I see. I felt like we had a real opportunity to start with the smoked barley wine <laughs> and then just see where everything went from there. I did a beer dinner years ago uh, at the Big Beers Festival, which should have been happening this week, where the chef thought that he was like this, you know, like crazy madman. And he started and this is, I think, before the sale. Uh, but he started with Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. And then everything else was like a Kolsch or a Saison that none of us could taste or care about tasting because we had all just had a massive snifter of Bourbon County stout of like 15% stout. So I feel like we have a missed opportunity. But yeah, let's talk about Kolsch. So I'm on a Kolsch. It's called Della. It has, um, it's sweetening as I drink it, but I'd say the first four sips were had that wicked, ashy, dry, Kolsch ferment kind of, you know, wiped clean. Yep, there you go. And like I said, for those of you at home that can see us Patreons, I'm in my Steal This Beer Black Glass Piku. Um, Which nice we'll aromatic, order more of. Very classic. What are the hops? In so, so just to be clear for those at home, and tell me if I have this wrong, Matthew, you're kind of front of house sales leader guy and... Trevor or T. Murda, as as we've been going with Trevor, you're brewing. So I will try to stick questions appropriately to the right person. Trevor, what do you hop this bad boy with? Uh, yeah, so it's got a, a new uh, variety called Zuper Sazer. Uh, this comes from Hophead Farms out in Michigan. Um, it's just a higher alpha version of like Saz. So you can expect all of like that peppery notes and you don't need to use as many to get uh, all of the bitterness that you need from it. Hallertal Middlefrew, obviously a noble hop. And then uh, finally, uh, Tetnanger uh, to right add even more pepperiness to like kind of add to that, that crisp edge. Um, and just so you know, I'm also uh, I'm, I'm the head brewer, but I'm also part owner. So I end up doing a lot of I'm, I'm 
classically trained in like French cuisine and I've been in restaurants my whole life. I used to work you're, for you're, like... You're tipping it. You're the one who worked with, with Homaru, yeah? Yeah, with Homaru Cantu. And so yeah, you, you guys were talking sad. about weird food. Yeah, I worked in weird food for a long time uh, with a That's, very brilliant man. So, yeah. Well, and thank was, you for uh, the condolences I, as well. Yep. Yeah, condolences on that. That was a, a very sad day. I was yeah. out there... I was the the dinner I best remember of his was when he was doing the Frito menu and he was still very into the his polymer box idea. Yeah. Um, but my favorite bit of it, which I've actually stolen some of in the brew house, was the um, juicing carrots and putting them through a paint sprayer into nitrogen, <laughs> um, which I use to denature fatty things I want to brew with. Um, and I stole that from Omar. So, right on. so good for you. Were you, you were in his kitchen, right? Uh, I was everywhere, actually. I uh, started off in the kitchen as an intern, as a culinary intern, and then uh, worked my way up through the line, kind of advanced pretty quick, and then went over to the front of the house because everyone had to get cross-trained, learned how to do everything, eventually became the general manager of Ing, Imagine New Gastronomy, our second restaurant, and Moto, and helped him open a cafe, and the brewery was supposed to be like our fourth project. Right. So, yeah, a little bit. So so for those of you who don't know, um, just quickly, we've talked about Trotter on the show quite a bit, but in Trotter steps, kind of modern cuisine, at least in America, really happened in Chicago between two guys, Omaro Cantu and Grant Ackett's. And then a bunch of other great people kind of were out there doing neat, neat shit. But the two guys who are like, how do we do the everything we do differently? Were those two, um, and as we've talked about on the show, Chicago is a hell of a town. I actually still have. Maybe I'll get to hook up with you guys next time I come out. But one of the things COVID stole from me is I bought the um, uh, apiary cocktail book back when it was a first Kickstarter, and I have the day in the room with the you know I Kickstarter at that level, so I could go in and make cocktails and have fun and do all that. Have Very not good. made it to Chicago because of COVID since. But one day I'm going to go out there, get properly drunk, and visit you guys and dovetail and everybody else once I'm 50 fucking old fashions and an ice ball deep. <laughs> yeah, if you um, can afford it. Holy shit. Look, I got John. I got a shake there. <laughs> Sorry, John. We'll go back to beer. Hey, John, what do you think of this tasty bevy? I'm, I, I, I'm digging it. Um, it's one of those ones where I realized as I continued to pour it into my glass, cause I was, my sips were uh, quickly becoming full swallows that this is one of those ones that just sort of hits in the back of your brain is um, lends itself to good conversation. The, the, the peppery notes are interesting um, to it because I'm not necessarily getting, um, I, I know the hop that you're talking about and I, I did some rubbings on it um, last year. And um, how come when you say rubbings on it, I feel like it's not your hand. <laughs> I, I strive for the full immersive experience. Um, so yeah, I sort of treat them like, uh, like wine grapes and I, I, I step on them and then, uh, yeah. get right down then, on the floor. And then, um, and then have people just saw that was coming from a mile away. Good job. <laughs> there is, <laughs> I go through socks like you wouldn't believe. Um, the, th- there is that nice, sort of tingly characteristic on the on the very finish of this uh it's got a little bit of sweetness and then it's got this little bit of a tingliness to it um there is yeah just that that sort of earthy 
floral hop characteristic uh, as well that you get from middle fruit um, comes through right in the middle. It's, it's just, it's got this nice progression of, it starts to easy. Uh, it gets a little bit of the, the, the hop centricness and then it ends on this uh, sweet tingly note uh, that sort of sets you up for the next sip. And so I'm, 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 I'm digging this one. So um, I, I will say that you actually just reminded me. So my intention here was to try to do like a good two, three ounce tasting of everything and then just settle in a bullshit, not fuck myself up. <laughs> but John, you just pointed out to me that I have already fucked that up by going to this three times. Um, not yeah. so much out of love, out of intrigue, because like I said, those first three or four sips were that kind of super ashy, super dry, super hard water profile um and then it shifted on me what i like and what i'll give you a note i'm wondering if you have any thoughts because some of usually when i get a pepper note um not only is it the hops we've already listed but it's usually a, a phenolic of a fermentation from something like a saison i'm imagining yeah. you use one of the cold strains here which is why i think the sweetness is now showing up but it's you know usually it's kind of white pepper and sometimes black is the you know, the fermentation profile. And then especially if you add, um, you know, tzatz on top, but for this one, it's kind of a wonderfully nondescript pepper where when you said pepper, my head didn't go even, and I don't want to say bell pepper because bell pepper is a thing we all know. And it's got that kind of banana and habanero thing going on. So take that out. Yeah. When coffee. you said pepper, I just registered pepper. I was like, yes, I have pepper and it could be, you know, and that may be why they call that green vegetable pepper in the first place is some crossover there. But that was, that was a really fun note in it. Um, but I think we need to back burner this, John, and, and yeah. we're going to well, get to a no, we, we can just sort line. of keep it moving, but there is a, what, 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 what I think is sort of fun about this is this is what we need more beers to be of just lending itself to the conversation where it, it, it pops to the brain now and again, makes us think of something new, but then we can go back to talking about restaurants and cocktails and travel and everything else like that. It's, you know, people will call cultures lawnmower beers, but this is, you know, they're, they're good conversation beers. And this is, I think just sort of proved that. Um, Justin, before I start, just write in a beer too. Is there anything, any clarifiers the people at home are looking for um, from this? You know, any any valid questions or is it all just Augie talks too much comments still? Uh, no, we're just, <clears throat> we don't have any Better. questions about it. In the, right, cool. Uh, well, if anybody uh, has, guys, type in and we will, you know. Yeah, throw, it in the, um, throw it in the chat. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, read it aloud here. You'll jump um, in. And Ca hey, Cass is here, by the way. The other thing I want to say is, hey, what's up, BK? Um, yeah. The other thing I want to say is if this does work and people do have fun and we want to do it again, I think on our Facebook page or on our Patreon email, we would tell you who we were going to do it with and what we were sent so that if you guys were able to track them down, you'd be able to get them too. Yeah, there was someone this here from Chicago, I think, who asked me what beers we're going to be drinking and I told them and I think they might have gotten it. I'm not sure who it is, though. It's Matthew it and Trevor. It was, it was Tim Hitchings. It's not Matthew and Trevor. <laughs> I was te I, hi Tim. I was uh, I was actually texting with Tim this morning. Tim does this wonderful thing, thieves and patrons, where he knows I don't work in the tasting room, and that Zoe does. But he also knows that I answer our questions on Facebook. So he throws questions in the Facebook, like why isn't regular coffee on the 
website. I'm like, I don't know all that Zoe, Tim. And we did that all morning. Tim, but I, Tim I also, he, got, he, he likes correcting your grammar on your page as well. He's very Again, big on that. Not my grammar. We all know it's never my grammar. It's never your grammar. <laughs> um, hey, uh, do you guys mind if I say some things about the beer before we move on? Oh, sure. some, there's some cool stuff. Like, did you, yeah, did yeah, you yeah, like no. our notes? Did you get them? Did they make sense? No, I think they're non cross country yeah. beers taste the same to your COVID nose. <laughs> uh, luckily, I'm uh, asymptomatic this time. Uh, oh, so, good. yeah, yeah, my wife, not so much. Uh, my baby is, is actually asymptomatic as well. But uh, cool. some cool things about it. One, it's called Della. Uh, Della uh, is the name of the founder of Old Irving Park's daughter. Um, so, Old Irving Park is a neighborhood that you referenced earlier, Augie, uh, which is where we are uh, located on Montrose. Uh, the train you see on the front. Uh, kind of a, a throwback to Grayland Station, which connected downtown and where we are in Old Irving Park. Um, we're not trying to be that train brewery, um, so we made it kind of ghosty. So it's like kind of ripping through the Chicago skyline, uh, kind it's of inspired floating. by. It's actually a good eight feet. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like this ghost train. The track. That's right, and uh, and this guy Jason from Ink and Lead Designs does all these. He also does uh, Pipeworks uh, labels. We're very good friends with Pipeworks. Garrett even invested some money into OIB, and of course we always borrow shit from each other. Like good next door neighbors. I did uh, start the brewery with a very fine uh, German gentleman uh, brewing with me named Andreas Biller, who is very dedicated to the German style. So we did end up kind of taking the water profile from Cologne and trying to get as close <laughs> as we could with the Chicago uh, water profile without uh, reverse osmosis. And funny thing about this one, uh, when we did go to, um, uh, there was a grain shortage of all the Wireman products out of Bamberg at uh, one point during the pandemic. And oh, so I was forced, it kind of forced my hand uh, in choosing some different ones. So I kind of reached out to some of my my friends in the industry and we were able to, you know, they kind of gave me their best Pilsner, you know, their best Vienna, because that's the base of this whole thing. And we made that switch. I was actually really happy with the change. I really liked what kind of came out of it. And then we entered it into the Great American Beer Fest in 2020. And I got silver at the Great American Beer Festival for the Kolsch style, uh, right. which was a, a huge surprise. but um, very happy because this is the brewer's beer right this is what we drink every day um nice crisp easy everything that we want and uh and kind of a yeah. beer are you, are you being humble when you say that you were surprised i mean i feel like everybody who enters these things thinks that they're going to metal uh that's not the way that i operate i honestly i i enter because i i i do believe that a lot of i know the judges know what they're doing i know all that stuff there's a little bit of luck involved uh, but I think the uh, juice is worth the squeeze. And it, what I mean is like invest some money, put it in. If it hits, great. You know, you can people are going to be talking about it for a little while. Um, uh, it definitely helped us with uh, with Beezer. So um, I actually just throw things that I'm proud of and, and hope they metal. And if they don't, whatever. But if they do, I'm always surprised. It's great. I, I want to clarify something. You say it metaled. Did you were you saying it metaled after your malt switch like Wireman? All right. And you've, so we did similar with a couple of our beers too. And I, actually it was um, some Iowa malts really kind of stepped in for us. I don't know if you found the same, but, but we, you know, we were, we were large, I would say 80% of our grains were from Wireman prior to that ship stuck at port thing. Yep. And not all of our recipes are now Wireman free, but, but we basically did real quick test batches and we're like all right save all the wiremen for these two beers and let's switch and and i've actually been happier with a couple of beers since um one of the guys who the, won uh the vienna lager category a couple years ago wibby brewing 
had a Vienna and they were sent the wrong malt actually. And they just <laughs> decided to go ahead with it and wound up digging it a lot more than the malt that they had been using <laughs> and then won gold in the Vienna lager category. So, uh, and now Vienna will never be the same. It'll always so, be Munich. So, so that might be the thing is just switch up your malts if you want to win medals. Right. right. Or, you know, do some, uh, do some bench trials, you know, do some experimentation, make, I mean, if you're just a pub only, um, you want to do a pub exclusive, like, just do it. I, uh, for I us, know. it was, a, it was a switch from this to Canada malting company's Pilsner and then just breeze gold pills. And I, that yeah. was the two switches we made. I know we're supposed to be talking about, uh, about your beers though, but when you're saying okay. do pub only stuff, I know you guys from the restaurants when I was there and, 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 and drinking beers there, but you also have a, a, a distribution game going as well. Correct. So yeah. what's so, the, what's the breakdown of the brewery? Well, the now, business? yeah. So obviously COVID kind of put us into a situation where we couldn't sell uh, beer to people across the bar anymore. So um, I noticed we had about three beers in cans sitting there and they were going fast. And I was like, I was running food out to the, uh, 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 to the guests uh, that was pre-masks uh, before the people thought we needed masks. So of course I got COVID back then too. Uh, but uh, while I was doing that, I was like, this is kind of dumb. All of our beer is going out the door and people seem to be drinking more. So then we kind of transferred the business and we actually changed the way uh, the layout of the whole pub. So now we have an annex space next door that we grew an additional thousand feet. Uh, we've purchased a stacker so we can actually stack barrels because we're growing our barrel program now. Um, we've made more warehousing space. We have uh, uh, added on uh, more fermenters, more bright tanks, everything. So we've kind of transferred into doing, of course, pub uh, pub beers, but uh, we're doing a lot of distribution now. Uh, right now, we're uh, distributed all throughout Wisconsin and in Illinois. Wow. Uh, we need to move on to beer too. And while everybody starts tasting Life's Blood Black Lager for feedback, and Cass, you're going to go first for our team. I'm going to ask Matthew to explain. Matt, I'm 51, and I'll be completely candid that every Irving I ever was aware of was from a movie. And if you take like two of them and make them big herbs, who are usually like, you know, the muscle for something, all the others were pretty fucking old. Like even in an old person movie, Irving is the old guy. So did we really need to call it old Irving? Couldn't we have just called it Irving? Like, isn't older, like, is there a young Irving anywhere in the world? That was a stretch. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I was muted. <laughs> oh, he's, I, fe he's feeling loose after that stretch. I, I like to, I like to, I like to get John going. Anyway, so couldn't we have called it just Irving? <laughs> I mean, it took me a while to figure out where you were going with that. Um, I've never well, seen a young Irving in my life. Welcome to the club. Considering a lot of it is still actually named after Washington Irving, which I was talking with Trevor. Uh, one of the things that we have on our walls is those who drink beer think beer. And Trevor was like, well, that sounds familiar. Yeah. John stole yeah. it. I, I did. I did. <laughs> I, I stole it and made a podcast out of it. Yeah. <laughs> one of his 18. Hey, I found this podcast because of reading your book. I, I read the back cover and it said and host of steal this beer podcast and i was like who the hell is augie carton i know who john hall is that's right and it led me that's here right. and it's uh, led me to a lot of uh fun fun beers right on oh, yeah. well then, then then it's working perfectly cash what's your Yo. feedback on which one come on life's <laughs> Jesus blood. Christ, you're Cass. so high always so high you're too uh, life's he, blood he, he didn't label the cans lager. 
dark black lager. I actually just took my first sip of the <clears throat> the second beer. All right, dark Kennedy, lager. you go. I got a my first note was like super cola, like uh, Coca Cola. Nice dark roasty uh, notes. I think it's delightful. I I love the can. The can's solid black. So we need uh, to talk about that. Thank you, Kennedy. Yes. Is this is this all black can by choice, or is this part of the aluminum shortage? And if it's part of the aluminum shortage, it's the only good thing I've seen come out of it. Like these are fucking dope. Thanks. So guys, uh, look, it's the can head is black. The whole fucking can is black. And the labels lean into black, right? But it's only two of the five. So talk about the can while we... The two dark beers, yeah. Yeah, please. uh, uh, Yeah, enjoy that. So uh, Life's Blood is actually named after a gentleman named Samu, who's kind of um, really well known here in Chicago. He works for our distributor, Gluns. He's got long hair. He's skinny. He doesn't go out in the sunlight. Therefore, he must be a vampire. So our friend John actually hand-painted the label here with Nosferatu's Castle. Um, with the blood coming down, spelling out life's blood. The black cans actually were even harder to get during the pandemic. Uh, but okay. our friends at uh, Hammerheart Brewing uh, were able to help us find a source for them. And once we did, we want to do that. Uh, we want. I mean, we just love black. I mean, when it's Samu so comes cool. in, he's wearing black. I'm wearing black. He's in a black metal band. It's a lot of blackness uh, in, 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 in the whole thing. So it really represents kind of him. And you'll see up at the top, we always do all of our ingredients. So you'll have hops and everything else, but you can see it also says Semu's name, patience, nightmares, and immortal darkness. Um, it's all just kind of a play on him. And he helped me write the uh, recipe too. And this is a Wireman malt, by the way. Right on. Um, is there any Cinemar in there? Cinemar? Cinemar? The black um, malt extract. Negative. All, it's all malt. Okay, random. It's all. It's all only malt. Yeah. So it's um. So the dark bohemian, uh, um, floor malted stuff from Weirman, um, yeah. and um, you've got like Munich and some dark Munich and things like that in there, but nothing crazy. It's actually. lovely. Uh, it's it's got. I think I think Kennedy's cola note is a good one, which is why oh, I actually asked about Cinemark because I've I found yeah. that a couple of times. Um, but it lands on roast. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, not patent roast, but shy of it, but on roast, which is where I think you want, where I think I as a drinker want a black lager to land, right? Like if it just ends too clean or too sweet, which Cola suggests, even though I don't think that's what Kennedy was saying, it, um, it's like, why? You know what I mean? Could have done a porter, but I, I like how it walks out and there's just that little kind of, it's almost as if you can taste the um, carbonic on the finish right like it just leaves you a very kind of clean like i said just short of patent but on roast with a little kind of still dance going on uh cass you ready yet well i think what was interesting uh last year when we first did it is we had lagered it for about eight weeks and tried it and it was quite good uh, but actually simu suggested Try many beers from around the world uh, to let us sit in tanks for an extra four weeks. And so this one was uh, just shy, hit just over 11 weeks. Um, and that extra weeks, four weeks me. of tank time. Good Lord. Uh, I mean, one, you guys must like them, but two, <laughs> there was nothing else going on that you needed tanks for. Uh, it's more uh, of a dedication. Do, but... It's more of a dedication to the quality of the beer. I mean, if it's a lager, it should be a proper lager. 
And uh, I don't think Samu would have been happy if we let it out of the tanks any sooner. And I hang out with him enough. <laughs> I would never stop hearing about it. Plus, uh, he dwells in the darkness and eats people. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that. So I'm not going to yeah, You did make off. that clear. That yeah, no, that, that, was, yeah. that was never terrifying. Doubt. Nightmares. He tells me, he's like, it's going to be four months in the tank. I'm like, okay, yes. Hey, hey, Hall. So you haven't got to talk about Three it months, yet. three months. I was just kidding. Yeah. Um, okay. So what if I told you, Imagine we were in the black glass, not looking at it, not knowing. What if uh-huh. I told you I thought it was a nut brown lager? So I would agree with you because there is, at first I thought it was almond, and then I've sort of settled on hazelnut. Hazelnuts. On, Thank you. On the back. Finish. Love you, baby. Yeah. Love you, baby. It's uh, that's, that's, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm coming from from here. And the, the thing when it comes to Schwarzbier's uh, black lagers, um, the ones that go too heavy into the roast should probably just be in a, in a, in a, in a, in a porter world. Um, what I like about this is that, that this is restrained in that, that it isn't going overwhelming with the roast. Um, that there is a little bit of sweetness on, on on the back end. There is a little bit still of that lager um, uh, quality in that that sort of snaps you back to attention uh, right at the finish. It's not flabby at the finish like some ales might be. Um, it, it still has a little bit of that backbone, a little bit of that assertiveness. Um, but yeah, but that there's that hazelnut um, right right but before the final finish. there's absolutely the lager fermentation, right? So I, I think I would have been, I think if we were completely blind here, I'd have been like nut brown lager. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, cool. I wouldn't, I would not disagree. Fun uh, beer. I, All right. So we got to keep moving guys. We are. Uh, I, I know Tim Hitchens thinks meandering. that this is going to be a nine part episode. And I'm like, Tim, this is eight 40 on a Sunday night, man. I'm, I'm going to be in bed in an hour. <laughs> All right, so beer three for those of you playing at home, Matthew and Trevor, um, is called Sentinel. <laughs> um, Sentinel with a cute little S in front of it to be like Sentinel. Um, I think Trevor wanted to say something. Okay, hold on. Sentinel hazed, but not uh, oh. protein hazed. Um. I'm pouring nice mine now. Soapy V hops, right? It's uh, what's wrong? Nothing. I got a little piece of shit in my glass. God damn it, John Hall. That's what I don't. Mi- that's you know. That's why I like the black glasses because you can never see the hairs yeah, in it from your wife. You just don't know what's going on <laughs> going on in there, and then it's uh, you, yeah. These clear glasses, seeing beards, it's it's nice. It's kind of it's kind of refreshing. Hey, um. Are you done with your with your little lead up? I don't want to talk about the beer. I have another question though. Go ahead. So back to the cans on the labels. Chicago has such city pride. Like there's such a, a regional pride. And the 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 flag of the city of Chicago has these stars on it. Uh, Goose Island puts the stars on it. Rev puts the revolution, puts the stars on it. Now I'm seeing that you guys have the stars on it six as well. Points, six it, points. It, yeah. Brooklyn six point star. These stars as well. Is this a, uh, who does six points in Brooklyn? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a different, <laughs> that's a, a, a different region, um, of, of the country. Um, one, is it a requirement, uh, if you're a brewery in Chicago, um, and two, th- does it ever cause market confusion? That's a good question. Um, I think that's more of a 
question for Matthew, but I mean, the reason we chose it is, uh, it, you know, someone designed it all the way down for us. We really like the OIB, obviously Old Irving Brewing, you know, it was kind of mentioned a couple of times. It's the name of a neighborhood, right? It's Old Irving. And it's just kind of like, when you're just called Old Irving, it makes you think old. And someone asked a question over here about, um, you know, kind of being a brew pub and thinking if people kind of overlook us or see us as old, then we add old to the name. We're kind of really pushing that OIB, which is why you see OIB everywhere. And yeah, I think the, the stars just get thrown in. I think it might be a requirement. I don't know if it causes any brand confusion. We have a pretty <laughs> clear brand, but yeah, I think it, I think you might have to if you, you have a brewery in Chicago. Yeah. Are they always in a group of four or always? That's yeah, on the flag. the flag. Yeah, that's okay. the city flag. It's not, what, what am I? And it's, 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 for a, it's, it's for monumentous events that have happened in the city, like the, the fire and something else. There was a thing. The leg of the cow. What are the four things? What are the four things? What are the four stars for? That's a great question. Oh, John Hall, you and your I, stumpers. Did I? Did I, I was it, from Michigan originally? No. <laughs> You're like, hey, shouldn't shouldn't we be talking about IPA? Yeah. <laughs> I was I was told there would be no gotcha questions from me. I'm a gray lady journalist. Nope. Um, all right. So we'll for, Kennedy add some value here. Look up what the four stars of the show. I'll look it up while you guys talk about this. While we Thank talk you. about the beer. Um, I'm assuming there's Centennial in it. No, if it tastes Correct. like sea hops, yeah, I've got, I've got all that, that soapiness, prettiness of some, uh, some 40 love bond and some, um, sea hops. It's a pretty clean classic. It, it, it feels like, and I mean this is praise because I love it, but it, it it feels like a warmer daisy cutter. Like it feels like a Chicago IPA if there is such a thing. Um, oh, I see. You were just showing me that it's all written there. So it's Citra Mosaic. I'm not getting any of the mosaic. Did you just put that in to piss off uh, John Hall? <laughs> yep, sure did. So just a little mosaic. Because I am. Like, cats be? Why the fuck would your cats be? Uh, Citra Mosaic, Centennial, Citra. Really? You like Citra. Uh, mosaic, Centennial, Citra oh. Mosaic. So you're saying... 60 whirlpool and dry hop same three all the way through uh yeah so uh it's actually gonna be um first we're on the centennial everything else is late edition um and the it does not get dry hopped with centennial uh just citra and mosaic gotcha but um this is uh, mosaic you mosaic's kind of playing a supporting role to me on this john are you you're super mosaic sensitive are you getting yeah so so there's there's a there's a a a strange little vanilla thing uh like a strange little vanilla creaminess that's coming off on this like towards the finish for me that is it's it's fun it's not marshmallow vanilla or creamy It's, it's 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 almost like having a bottle of vanilla extract on the far end of the counter kind of smelling it type thing. Like it's, it's, it's in the air, it's there. Um, and I'm having a little bit of a tough time getting past that into, uh, into some of the hops as well. The mosaic though, um, or the mosaic is not necessarily coming off as, as cat pee for me. I am getting a little bit of that berry mosaic thing off of there. There's a little bit of like that dusty blueberry, uh, that I was getting very, very early on. And then it just sort of goes right into, you know, candied orange and then into the vanilla from there for me. Yeah, I, I like the candied orange, but I'd say candied orange peel. There's a, there's a, it was implied. Of, no, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. Um, 
I was thinking of those things you put in and bite, and it looks like you have a retainer. Wax teeth? Those, those gels. No, those those fruit slices from the old-timey candy stores. They oh, oh red, yeah. What orange, were those green, called? and yellow. Fruit slices from an old-timey candy store. Yeah, but who green. made those? It, it was like Welsh's or something, right? Nobody or knows like, who makes them. They only come in things with Tom. Dapkin so does. Fucking label on those things. Dapkin's just sitting in the Type audience. Dapkin. Dapkin knows all of the old-timey... <laughs> Boston fruit slice. Who's the Thanks, Jason. Who's the manufacturer of the uh, of the? Hey, uh, re- fruit slice? I, I've ordered from there before. Hey, <laughs> really, really quick. Justin Kennedy did some crack shot reporting. Uh, Justin, tell us about four the four stars, stars, Kennedy. So the four six pointed red stars represent represent major historical events: Fort Dearborn, the Great Chicago Fire of eighteen seventy one the world's Columbian exposition of 1839 and the century of progress exposition of 1933 to 1934. See, this makes total sense to me now though, because at the world uh, Columbian exposition of 1893, that is where Pap's blue ribbon was awarded its blue ribbon. And so now all of the brewers want to put four stars on their, on their, on their beers so that they also, are getting participation trophies. That's what this is. Right, I, want the Patri- I want the Patreons in the room to see and the thieves at home to know I'm back into one of these badass metal, black on black on all black everything cans. Um, and I'm pouring. Oh, Jesus. Have we already moved on to the barley wine? Good yeah, Lord. So, so I don't want to throw on the IPA. It's a nice, clean, good IPA that does good things. I think I'd enjoy seeing it at any bar if I lived in your neighborhood and I would want to drink it there. Um, like I said, it feels to me like a 7% daisy cutter. Um, like classic of the style. It does all the right things. Um, but when it's in a line next to a smoked barley wine, it gets... Checkmark, good IPA, move the fuck on. I hope that doesn't offend you guys. Maybe it'll be the end of the night when we're all bullshitting. It's the one I go back to. But right now, we got a motion. Did you get so excited you spit all over yourself? Uh, no, I, I, I have a little bit of a... Like he, I have a little. No. So <laughs> I have a little bit of a... Uh, I have a little bit of a stuffed nose. So I put myself on mute and, uh, and, and, yeah. and very loudly blew my nose on the side. I'm not like the heathen cast who just likes to belch into the microphone. I, I care about our listeners. Don't fucking do it, Cass. Don't you Cass, goddamn fucking do it. Back away from the mic. Justin, mute him. <laughs> what? Who said it's all- a- <laughs> <laughs> Totally worth it. Um, all right. So, so Trevor has respect for the BJ, whatever, guidelines and critiques. And Hall is one of those people. So Hall, no, why don't I'm you not BJCP, but I have judged at the Great American Beer Festival. Good. Why don't that you makes hold me feel good, light? actually. You got a good palate. John, John is a real, real taster. Why don't you hold it up to light, John? Tell me what, what color garnet this is. <laughs> I, I dig the color on this. This is like a nice chestnut kind of, you know, red chestnut. This is fun. Um, why don't you nose it up for me? All right. So here, here's the thing that I'm loving about this. When I first poured it, I was like, oh, this is it's got this like really nice maple thing going on with it. And then because now I know that I can cheat on your cans and just read the top of it. That's the candy cap mushroom. Correct. That's fucking Wait, awesome. Wait, what? Thanks, man. Yeah. Candy cap mushrooms, man. That's that's that maple that's I coming thought it was maple. Too, yeah. I have I haven't even tasted it yet. 
And I'm already delighted that you guys have used the mushrooms in it. And I feel like Augie wants to know more. Well, it really is. And that actually goes back to Trevor's experience and has a little bit story behind that as well, especially with uh, working in his restaurants. Yeah. I mean, what it comes down to is we were doing this with a Hammerheart Brewery who's known for doing smoke beers. If you're going to do smoke beers, do it with someone who understands smoke and they pretty much do smoke in every single one of their beers. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, bacon's pretty good. Bacon's even better when I run it through the maple syrup on my plate. Um, obviously maple syrup can ferment out. And a lot of times we're left with very little maple flavor. Um, plus these guys are kind of like druids. They like kind of live in the forest. This was a connection also made through Samu. Uh, again, this guy's in a black metal band lives in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota, like in the very far North, um, loves to sauna in the, the dead of night. Um, so it just made sense to use something kind of dug up from the earth as well. So we use these candy cap mushrooms that were like, I think $350 a pound from our friend, Roderick Marcus at rare tea seller, who I used to buy truffles from at Moto. Um, yeah, I think that covers it. They, uh, custom smoked the malt, uh, Alderwood smoked malt, brought it in dust, um, completely killed any chance of making any kind of sugars, uh, when they smoked it too high, uh, with the malt. And so it was kind of just like a flavoring component really in the mash. Uh, and then we used a uh, Lutra Kvik uh, yeast and fermented it very high. Uh, so you, you're, you're being specific caps- on your V. Oh, sorry. So I'm looking at the art too, because we've talked about the art in every can at all. Austin, the, uh, one of the owners of uh, Hammerheart actually uh, did that. But uh, are the candy caps represented in shape on what would be the two outside toes of this yeah. dragon's foot tree root structure? We're yeah, those, those are, those Is are that candy what caps. they look like. That's right? what they look like. hundred cool. percent. Mm-hmm. I'm so, surprised that you haven't used candy caps. Uh, they're fun. Mr. Carton. I do the truffle one. I know you, I know and, you do. And I'm and surprised fight, you didn't say like, I'll see your $350 a pound and raise yeah, you. If, if you knew <laughs> how much I spent on white truffles. <laughs> yeah. Truffles so, are crazy. Uh, so much like you back in my restaurant days, I worked at a couple places. Oh, uh, nice. Balthazar and Odo and Washington Park and all that. Smart. But one of the guys, one of the guys I used to, I was a bartender wine program guy at Washington Park, which became restaurant crew. One of the guys I used to work with now is the guy going restaurant to restaurant in Manhattan with D'Artagnan's white truffles. You know, you know the guy in your town. He's the guy in our town. Yeah. So I, I still have his phone number to text him from when we were bartender and waiter together 22 years ago. Um, so every season I call him up around my November birthday and say, go get me a great truffle and tell me where the market's going and we'll decide if we're making this truffle beer. And the truffle is great, and I can get them for under a thousand a pound. We'll uh, we'll do it. You'll throw it in a triple. Throw there it in a go. Belgian triple <laughs> with some honey in it. That sounds amazing. Oh, I have a, I have a couple of cans here in the cellar. Oh my god, I want that. Hey, Augie, next time you're in yeah. town, uh, let's go to uh, Rare Tea Cellar and let's go hang out with Roderick Marcus and let's go taste okay. some teas and some weird shit. Done. You I'm guys like, are gonna you guys uh, are gonna make the most expensive beer. <laughs> <laughs> My business partner right is gonna now, hate right us. Now, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say right now, the accountants for both breweries <laughs> are gonna part, try to my get a cease and desist. Me for ten years, and awesome. that trouble yeah, beer is just one of them. Uh, what? But, uh, <laughs> it's oh, it's all because of ingredients, Sean Hall. It's always because of good. So, um, so I think John took the fun out of it. It's um. It's somehow, and I think 
99 out of 100 times when I say, oh, it tastes like breakfast, I mean it to be mean. Um, and I don't. You don't mean maple? I don't mean, I mean like Eggo waffles, right? I'm like, oh, kids love breakfast. You've made your beer taste like breakfast. You've made a kid's beer. Woohoo syrup. <laughs> but this, this all together has a, there's a certain, John, help me find it. There's a certain, um, almost like Pedro Jimenez um reductive burn yeah reductive burn from where from where the the sweetness i'm i'm you guys are telling me the sweetness is coming from the candy caps i'll believe that but i think it's more the flavors this but somehow no, i'm not saying the sweetness is coming from there but, but, there, the, but there's the, a, the maple aroma i don't, I don't right, think so that the, the maple sweetness aroma necessarily comes the from the sweetness and the alderwood does that whole kind of breakfast plate thing but there's a really neat thing where before it slides into the treacle of just barley wine finishing there's that that reductive pedro menes sherry you know what i mean like but you know what i mean i don't want to say sherry because everybody thinks no but 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 you're dryness and oxidization there is a little grip in between the two phases of you know big sweet rich aromatics and maris otter treacly but you know so here's the thing though with the sherry that you're talking about so this isn't barrel aged not yet. Right. So there's some but, there's some that's in barrels right now. But there is a and I want to ask about barrel programs because that also seems like a Chicago specific thing. Like you're not a real brewery in Chicago until you have a <laughs> warehouse full of barrels. Um but and sell out to a Brazilian water nope, company. Nope, nope. I I, <laughs> I disagree. I disagree with that. Um I I I fully disagree with that. Um there's something about the smoked malts though where Oftentimes you do get that bacony breakfast phenolic, whatever. There's something about this where the actual wood is coming through. Where if we were doing this in the black glasses, but there is no wood. I understand that, but I'm saying that the smoke is giving off that impression. The smoke malt is giving off that impression for me, at least. That if we were doing this blind out of the black glasses, I might question whether or not this spent any time in wood just because it's faint enough. And that to me feeds into the sherry thing that you're talking about. Okay, that's fair. And that's, I asked you to help me find it. So thank you. Trevor, is there any of the media or mycelia in, or is it just the mushrooms and their caps? Uh, Just the mushrooms and their caps. That's it. And uh, we just get to, you know, a quick wash and a a little bit of a, a neutral grain spirit, and then it gets put into the bright tank. And that's it. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of what you're getting you, to in that, like, let me ask wait, before wait, I'm we move sorry. On, because knowing your history and knowing your, do you dehydrate them at all so that they'll rehydrate and give and take osmosis wise, or are they just fresh off the, you know what I mean? The, the yes. actual. So Go funny on. enough with, uh, with, with candy cat mushrooms, uh, you can't get them fresh. I mean, you can, if you're on the Island, but one very specific, very small part of the Island who has very low yields and you can eat them fresh, they'll have that maple syrup flavor, but you have to dry them right away or else okay. it'll actually lose all that characteristic. I think it's within like three hours of harvest. Uh, so the way we get them is already dried. Okay. Got you. And then, okay. So, just, so that, yeah. that, cause I can't imagine if you just throw a fresh mushroom into a bread, I've never done it, but I do fuck around with mushrooms. Um, I imagine if you just threw a, I see what I did there, <laughs> but if yeah. you, uh, if you throw a, me too, man, just throw, <laughs> please don't encourage it. If you, uh, if you threw, uh, if you just threw 
you know, fresh mushrooms into a bread. I, I don't imagine there'd be much give and take unless you rob, you know, unless you rob the mushroom of some of its moisture going in. Does that yeah. make sense to you? A hundred percent. And also like, uh, I don't know, like throwing a fresh mushroom into a, into a bright tank sounds stupid. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. Just it'll soak up I, everything. I get like, it. I'm just, you know what I mean? You know. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm with you. That's why I asked. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. You're not just throwing um, fucking three hundred and fifty dollars mushrooms into a. I do love that you guys mentioned sherry, and then this has been really good because I never noticed that relationship before. Um, but I think it might be almost like this. Uh, it's a uh, this kind of fruit plus nut thing that I get from sherry's, which comes from yeah. uh, the controlled oxidation with aging in the barrels. And I love what John said um, about the actual uh, wood coming through in the smoke. I think that's spot on. This is so cool. Uh, yeah, all that. I love that. So the Justin, I feel like we could probably monetize this where we just do live sensory for people (laughs) and then it shows up on label copies. So to be fair, we've been doing it for six years and none of the brewers are smart (laughs) enough to listen when their beers are on. Well, that that's also true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the last time we had a Chicago brewery in our black glass, uh, you know, Kennedy woke up the next morning with a Clydesdale head in his, uh, in his bed. But Wow, I just yeah, the wrong brewery. That was yeah. a tough episode. Yeah. Hey, have you guys ever had the uh, the the, so the, the like terrible sadness that so is Trevor... Goose Island Christmas IPA? Yes, and I heard that episode last year, and that was one of the <laughs> hardest episodes to listen to. And I still wanted to do this. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not always mean, and yeah. we're not always nice, and I think we're being fair here. I think Patreons, Patreons in the room, give us a thing. Do you think we're we're pulling punches here? Or do you think we're being our honest selves? I hope we are. Um, but it's always hard when you're looking the guy. I, mean, I wanted eye. to ask Matthew and Trevor, how do you pronounce this beer? Uh, so it's a uh, Gamo Hearted. I'm sure that Samu is going to kick my ass because I'm yeah. sure it's differently pronounced because it's I, I don't. Does everybody Samu. else feel like Samu is Trevor's Evan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, heterosexual life mate. Yeah, Maybe a little bit. Life yeah, mate? No, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the, the guy you go running naked through the forest with in a totally straight way. But that's, but see, that's, but in a very Evan. witchy way. Yeah, I'm into that. That's my Sorry. Evan. We'll we'll have to get you some sticks and stones. It um, sounds like the opposite, though. though. It sounds like Samu calls and says, I have these ideas, whereas you call Evan and you say, hey, Evan, I'm going to take up a week's worth of your time at at, at the farm and we're going to get about nine bottles worth of beer out of this. <laughs> that's how that's the art, John. That's the art. That's the art. Yeah. But um, well, I got to tell you, so I, I his name is Camus. I'm saying it right. Samu. Samu. It's right okay. there on the can. It's right there on the can. Which can? And you know I can't read English. It's on all the (laughs) black cans. (laughs) It's on. uh, It's on the uh, like. like... Right on. It's Um, on one of the black cans. It's on one of the cans, Augie. It's on all of the one of the cans, Augie. Got it. Um, Thank you. I. Uh, But I think he brings out. Does he ever encourage you to make a uh, a Jello pudding and marshmallow IPA, or does he only ask you to make truly, you know, a can, dark soul? unapproachable matthew hates you for having this idea you know i can't fucking sell black lager in august beers or or does he come around and be like hey i got a great idea we're just gonna add fucking pixie sticks until everything boils over and then freeze it and sell it <laughs> yeah i would Who say that you? uh <laughs> right dude. uh yeah you had a chance to go to the tea shop and now 
you're not going to the tea oh, he's shop. Going he to the, now exactly. you're going to the Howard hey, Johnson. Just so you know, writer who doesn't speak Brewer, he knows exactly <laughs> the joke I'm making. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, honestly, and I think uh, I think uh, Matthew uh, actually really digs these beers that we do because it's an interesting talking point. Uh, but the you know doing these kind of beers that are very classic like this, like this uh, Life's Blood, for example, did extremely well all around. I mean, we sell the shit out of lager at the pub, which makes me extremely happy. Uh, and you know as much as I do, uh, I'll give that when we make the lagers, we drink by, I don't know, 50% of what we brew. Um, cause that's the beers that we, we really drink. So, um, when I get a guy like Simu, that's kind of, uh, really well respected in the Chicago beer scene and, and I get to work hand in hand with him. It's, it's pretty awesome, man. I, I really enjoy it. And we sell the shit out of that beer because, uh, one of my reps through my distributor had a hand in making it one, two, um, I think that a lot of Chicagoans, uh, especially in like that are really deep into the beer scene, really appreciate these kind of nerdier beers. Don't get me wrong. I still make some bullshit. I do. Right. But no, it's, we all have to. What, but it's, what, it's, what, what, would, be, what would be the last example of bullshit. bullshit that you made? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's bullshit, but like we have like the cinnamon prost beer, right? Like it tastes like cinnamon toast crunch, but we use Saigon cinnamon and Madagascar vanilla bean on like a white stout base. And it, it tastes like cereal milk, you know I mean? Like, but it's wildly popular. We sell 90 barrels of it in the winter and uh, we sell more and more every time. So like, whatever, like we do stuff like that once in a great while. And there's some stuff where I try to use like real products in the beer to get to where I'm going, um, yeah. you know, what I can. 90 barrels. Mm-hmm. What's up, John? 90 barrels. That's that's, <laughs> that's not an not insignificant beer, amount of beer. Well, we started with 60 and then we had to make <laughs> 30 more. Sure. And then um, of the 30, I got him to fuck around with it more and try to do some of the nitro. And so oh, we boy. just keep on. Uh, and that's the nice thing. Chicago has supported us so much that rather than leaning into the fuckery, they let me and Trevor lean into more of the loggers and the experimental side yeah yeah i know it's it's and, and to be to, i mean let's be honest it's fun to call them bullshit beers because we all make fun of them but i just you know today this weekend is the weekend we do regular coffee which you know is it's fun i only do shit i want to do it's only ideas i want to have but exactly there are beers inspired by desserts and cocktails and meant to just be you know, cripple yourself on a couch, have a good time after a big meal, <laughs> dessert beers. Um, totally. So I'm going. I'm going to John. You and I both have last hurrah. Um, yeah. What I will say. Oh, I'm are we doing it? it? All right. We should just to move on, and then we can just evolve into bullshit. At some point, we'll put. A well, we'll end the show fairly it. soon. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then we'll just. Justin has to read a comment. Let the Patreons go live, and we'll all talk. We should ask somebody but, um, to read their question. I think. Wait. Hold on. Or Justin, do you We're have a letter? Beer, Justin. Hold on. Let's do <laughs> beer five, and then let's do all these things you said we should do after this. Right. So everybody has different versions of this, right? John and I have the same, and then Cass and Kennedy have something yeah, else. Yeah, double bees, which I think is and bees is the one that got you guys' attention. I already mentioned it, so we'll talk about bees after John and I talk about last hurrah. I don't think um, all I can say about last hurrah to begin with is one: I'm impressed with it for showing at all against you know behind a fucking smoked barley wine so no kidding showing anything it's um it's 6.7 it's super clean actually so it's a hop profile i prefer to i've just read it at simcoe amarillo but it's all those hops i love it's those ia hops and it's those hops that you know i still do a lot of my brewing with and, and I, I really like the way it smells 
I don't want to talk about its body or texture because it's coming right behind a smoked barley wine, and that seems unfair. But it it feels like six point seven percent, and on that, it feels pretty small and insignificant behind it. But um, no, but, but this is, this is the beer that you want after a smoked barley wine. This is this is the bad decision hotel beer <laughs> when you get oh, back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and this is you want something that has is, yeah. a sort of we amount of alcohol to right it now, like we should be, and we've been drinking these all day. We went back to the old Irving hotel yes, room, and this wakes up the palate. It'd be great to then, be like, come on, do you guys have any last Huron? Don't give me another fucking Prahagos fucking. Right, and then you have <laughs> you have this, and then three more, and then yeah. somehow you're and back in Denver you when you wake up in the morning. morning. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's why you can't get up the next morning. It's not the barley ones you drank all day. It's those no, last it was five the, it was the three IPAs. No, this is yep. this is actually the name is apt, and the flavor <laughs> sort of hits in the in the in 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 the right way. Um, yeah, I like it. Well I like, done. I like, and also I like putting a, a sweet presence even behind such a sweet beer. Although the beer is not sweet, the, the hops, those hops do that thing. I like them to do together. Um, but again, also putting though, sugar cream hazy. malt on is here. Your, I like it. When, I like these that. Guys pour, when these guys pour theirs, will that be a hazy beer? Yes. Okay, there you go. Because the two, the two John and I got are quite <laughs> dignified, classic American. Now, I, I, I really ideas. like Matthew because he listens to the show. And, and I feel like if had he sent us another hazy yeah, he um, sent Cass something he could trade away. And yeah, Cass has already disappeared from his Brady yeah. Brown Cass is literally like, oh, point. I got the hazy one. I'm trading right yeah, now. I'll Cass is logging on to CassCanTrader.org. <laughs> all right, so but there Kennedy, is a reason why, why you all didn't get yeah, backslash Rose mustache. What? He said yeah. we would have been mean, mean to the city. There's a reason why you all got <laughs> Yeah, there, there's a reason why I picked the beers that I picked for you guys. Well done. Thank you, man. And, and well, I appreciate I, you know, that. So, but I like the confidence it showed. So, going back to the whole idea also, of this version of the show, can I just talk about you, the foam? Look at this, John. You, you, your weird foam thing. You got to. He's right there. That's where all the aroma is, baby. I'm, I am. I am not wrong. And he's, they put he's sugar cream been reading, on the can, he's, he's which is been, he's clearly been chip reading. That's chip malt that's giving you all that chip, baby. That sweet, sweet chip malt. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so so part of the idea, part of what I liked about it was. If you know us and what we do, the confidence to send us the beers. Because had we not done this, you know it's possible it comes up in conversation. I'm like, yeah, and then some boob from Chicago sent me a beer and it was terrible. So having the guts to take that risk, I thought was worth doing this. And, and we will talk to everybody after we end the show. I mean, the Patreon and stuff, if they think this is a fun format for when people do do this. But like I said, I think it's going to be like a mall this. focus group. I got my clipboard. But the, show, but the show's supposed to be <laughs> beer conversations and real ones between beer guys. And I think we'll settle into this format a little better if it works. But I think that could be part of the show. So that's why I was experimenting with this. So so seriously, to the guys from Irving Brewing. I know. Old Irving Brewing. Old Irving Brewing. <laughs> Trevor and Matthew. OIB. Um, OIB. So is is OIB. that is that how you want to be known, like out in the world? Like, would you care. prefer OIB to? It's easier to say, you know. Uh, not to say when you're drunk. No, not to me. Yeah. Nowhere near as easy. As you, you're, it's easier for you to say Old Irving Brewing than OIB. Yes. All right. Cool. Call I mean, Irving I'm going to slur it either way. So. <laughs> Very well. And there's something. Don't you think about OIB or Old Irving? I feel like you can. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think going back to the redundancy of old Irving, it's like I was with my dentist the other day and he was um, he was asking me if I should, you know, I've got this like thing in my molar that grabs food. He's like, I can just put a little block in that food trap is what he called it. He's like, no, I think I'm cool with one of my old man things being, you know, sucking on that gap in my back molar. Like I want to be the old guy that makes that noise. But I feel like being the old guy that slurs old Irving Brewing the way John Hall is going to slur old Irving Brewing as he gets older, you don't want to take that away from him. As I get older, when I turn 42 next week. Yeah. You guys have backs on your bar stools? What's What's up? You guys have backs on your bar stools? Yes, I sat at a table. (laughs) We have backs on our bar stools, and our our chairs are really nice. Uh, I saw the check for them. John, you should be safe going there. Top notch chairs. Kennedy, They're really you know good when, chairs. When they sell, when they sell Justin, when did I hurt chairs? you? When did I hurt you, Justin? So God, far this year. Was, so far this year, I've been was, nothing but supportive. When did you fall off that stool? <laughs> long time ago, man. A long time ago. Right. Well, uh, so, Justin, have you selected the comment and who's going to read it to us? I want somebody to read their comment. Okay, um, but what's the comment? Matthew, hold on. I see you, Matthew. Hold I've been on. answering Settle some stuff down. too. Yeah, the, this is a bit stuff, but uh, you can multitask like that. See, I'm so old. Besides eating backs on my chairs, I can't read anything anybody's writing without my cheaters. So I just trust Justin to do the reading. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to f- find here who has a, a question. Um, Wait, you haven't read yet. Tim, uh, Tim and I have been talking quite a bit here. Uh, he's been great. Tim, do you want uh, to? Has Tim he, been private he messaging you, you this whole time? Regular coffee. <laughs> no, did he ask you why regular coffee isn't on the store yet? <laughs> Tell him, talk to Zoe. <laughs> uh, the question for you: uh, managing a, a, or creating a brew prob with both food and beer. Um, which which of those was more challenging to you and your team to get right? I'm sorry, we uh, can't actually accept this question because you didn't start it off by saying first time, long time. <laughs> uh, Tim, Kennedy, my uh, man, either. Tim, thank you for Aaron Kennedy, uh, my man, and Hitchings. You know Kennedy, my man. I'll tell you. I'll tell you which side has been more difficult, and I would definitely say like the pub side is more difficult uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, one, I've been in restaurants my whole life. I've been in them since I was like 14 years old. The returns aren't great. Uh, the hours are long. There's a lot of people to manage, um, especially during the pandemic. It was really, really tough. Um, but you know, there's a lot of rewards in that too. I, I really love my team. I really love uh, being able to welcome guests in for a good meal, and it definitely casts a wider net. But I would definitely say there's more hiccups on on the the brew pub side, um, just because there's a lot more human beings to manage. Uh, simply put, the beer side, it's like me and like four or five other people and a bunch of equipment that I can fix. You know. Yeah. Cool. All right, Matthew. I take a look. Dinah, say something for the last twenty minutes. So get it out there, Matthew. And then we're gonna cut the uh, recording and just. Cass is gonna do his thing. You guys might need to play. Cass is going to play the police siren. (laughs) Well, it is a little bit pandering, but I want to know for all of these beers, where would you be drinking these? Oh, good. Uh, good Fair enough. Very good. Fair enough. You have to go back to this. Yeah. No, actually, I will tell you, probably the highest praise to all is now that we've tasted them all, and I did drink through that last hurrah, that that first pour. I still have the can, but I drank through that, that last pour quite quickly. 
But the one I grabbed to go back to to think about was the Kolsch. So I think if we, I think right now, if I could, I'll try to do it quick. If I was going to, I would drink Della at the steal this beer business meeting. We should have if all four of us are over in the same place again, I would drink the lager probably only with hall. I think it's interesting yeah. enough. I'd want to talk about it. And most of my friends fucking hate me when I'm like, but let's talk about this black lager. Like they let me get away with talking about a lot of shit, but black lagers are like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um centennial again i think it's got its place but i think it's in a chicago bar on a night of drinking which i imagine is what you want it to be so i don't think i'm being mean to you but in my living room next to these other five it just like i said it just checked a box for a good that type of beer and moved on the fucking barley wine one i'd like to have a couple four packs for when people show me other barley wines with shit put in them and I'd say that as a guy that puts shit in barley wines. <laughs> and I know mushrooms is shit put into a barley wine. But I I would like to make the point that a good, clean, simple barley wine doesn't need to be, you know, I put all of the watermelon Jolly Ranchers from Pathmark into this barley wine. Woohoo. Um, I like that it's clean. I like that it's got some dignity. And I like that it is definitely a... I'm not allowed to use slutty anymore, but one of those, it will make you happy. It hits you in those fucking, my testicles haven't dropped yet. Part of your boyhood imagination of just, you know, I'm a kid. I like fun stuff. This is fun stuff. It can be that, but I like that it let me go further um, for imagination. And like I said, last hurrah is definitely the type of IPA I like to drink at this time of the night, which is why I drank it down and moved back to Kolsch. Paul, you're up. It's it's not that you're not allowed. It's that you shouldn't. Um, the 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 larger part of this Fair though enough, is this should. is a. Uh, I've been thinking about big beers, right? The big beers, Belgians and barley wines festival, which would be happening this week. Um, the barley wine in that we just had would be one of those ones where somebody would come up to me early in the night and be like, "Hey." have you had this yet? You need to go try it. And not just because of my smoked beer love or anything else like that, just because of the way that it stands out. And so this is one of those beers that would make the telephone chain as you made your way around a festival floor of like, Hey, you got to go over to the, uh, the OIB Oib. table, right? Oib. Right. Uh, the OIB, t- <laughs> the OIB table <laughs> to a uh, young Irv, uh over there and uh and you gotta if it was young go. irv i never would have left it's, the table it's like, irv. i found a young irving this is you gotta go check now. out irv um <laughs> after midnight that, but, that's, but the that's how it is but then you know centennial I, I was nice but then again as we were saying with last hurrah last hurrah is the type of beer that you have after the beer festival to recalibrate your palate but also to just properly make you wonder how you got back to your hotel room the next morning <laughs> and if you did make it back to your hotel and, room and it's time to start drinking sure so Let's it's it's drink. uh yeah no night night nice job fellas i enjoyed my time when i was there a couple of years ago i'm looking forward to to coming back again soon and um thanks for thanks for doing this thanks for the good question matthew yeah no doubt um thank you, thank you guys thank you guys uh so Cass. why doesn't Cass do his money thing and then we can Cut the recording and bullshit with the Patreon. There you go. Patreon.com slash steal this beer. Thank 
those that are here tonight you know we couldn't do this without you and you know got a little special treat to kick off the year for you here as well so you know thanks to those that donate uh, whether you're here tonight or not and those dollars do go a long way uh follow us steal this beer everywhere Fache libro untapped instagram twitter i think we still use it and yeah write us letters you want to know more about smoked barley wines and chicago beer and four stars and three stars and However many fucking stars. <laughs> yeah, this beer podcast. Caps, caps on on tap. Yeah. That's it. Cass, what's the best nation? America. Donation. Donation. <laughs> oh. Don't have to be Patreon. a Rockefeller. slash steal this beer. Trick question. So America. Don't All have right. to be a Rockefeller to help a fella, Cass. <laughs> um, anyway. All right, y'all. Get at us. Cheers. Cheers.